Good morning, my friends. Welcome to the Take Back Your Territory podcast. My name is Lindsay. And I wanted to talk to you about something today that it goes along with the scripture that I've been using for the last six months um, in Ephesians 4 about taking off the old man being renewed in the spirit of your mind and putting on the new man, which is incorruptible. And it is righteousness, holiness, and truth. What I want to talk to you today is a really big word that can often be misconstrued and... almost (laughs) taken out of context. So I want to preface this entire podcast with, please hear my heart. The word that I want to talk to you today is victimhood. You see, I was on a prayer walk yesterday and I've been battling through my own depression my own anxiety, my own (laughs) discontentment with the current state of affairs. There have been a lot of things that have come to the forefront in my own life, in my family, in my extended family. Uh, Churches are breaking apart. Families are breaking apart. And... It almost feels like a little too much, right? Not to mention the circles that I'm in with Revelation Wellness and my own coaching business, my own coaching program, and the men and women that I get to speak to every day. It's almost like we are in a war. And if I could be so bold to tell you that, yes, we are in a war. Especially if you signed up to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. The world will come against you. You will be persecuted. Just go read Matthew 5. And at the end of the day, realize that you are still blessed. The reason that I want to talk to you today about the word victimhood If you've heard any of my public speaking, um, if you've heard my testimony or my story at all, I can basically narrow the entire thing down to being a victim or being an overcomer. You see, the way that I was raised, the way that I was spoken to, all of the words were, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a failure, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. You're not enough. People don't like you. Put on a front. You have to be fake in order to be accepted. You must perform. And yet your performance is not good enough. I heard these words along with, what's the point of trying? You will never make it. There's a lot of abuse in the home that I grew up with. And as I grew and learned that my parents 
are people too. And they need grace and they need forgiveness and they need understanding and they need acceptance just as much as I did. It softened my heart to them as the people that they are. It also softened my heart to the person that I am. I've struggled with eating disorders, depression, and anxiety since even before I was in preschool. And a lot of that comes from my home life. But the fact of the matter is, is that I still had a roof over my head. I still had food on the table. I still had clothes on my back. I still got to go to school and I was educated. I still lived in America. It granted me the privilege of living free. So there is certain, certainly dichotomy in my life, hashtag first world problems. And to wrap up this introduction, what I, what I want to say is I didn't start making any headway in my own life until I gave up being a victim. I was out on a run a few years ago and where I battled obviously is is in my mind. The battlefield is between our two ears. And I was on this run and the words that were coming to me were the same words that were told to me as a child, as an early adult. What's the point in trying? You're never going to make it. You're such a failure. You're fat. You're ugly. You're slow. Why are you even out here doing this? Those were the voices in my head. This was after I was walking with the Lord. This was after I taught Bible studies. This was after I got certifications and was a, a licensed minister. This was after all of these things. I still battled and dealt with all of these things. And quietly, a whisper spoke to me from the depths of my heart. And it was a whisper that I was finally ready to make a decision within. That whisper asked me, are you defeated? Or are you an overcomer? And as I fully absorbed the question and what the person behind that question was asking me is, who are you? Where are you rooted? Where are you going? What is your life? Like, it very much could have been a diagnosis. It very much could have been you have this now, what are you going to do with it? It very much could have been a car crash and my life flashing before my eyes. But it was just a whisper on a cold January morning while I'm trying to get in a 5K. And in that moment, I searched my heart. I allowed the Lord to search my heart and I asked myself, 
the truest of myself, the highest of myself. And the answer that came back was, I am an overcomer. From that moment on, I started checking the thoughts that were coming into my head if they were the voice of defeat or if they were the voice of faith and fullness and abundance and being an overcomer and the voice of life. John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to only steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came so that we will have life and have it in abundance. So using that scripture in our lives, using that scripture according to the thoughts that come through our head. You know, the Bible tells us to take every thought captive and line it up with the word of God. Line it up with the obedience of Christ. So if God didn't say it, or if it is in defiance of the word of God, then it must not be the voice of God, and therefore it must be thrown out. If the enemy comes to only kill, steal, and destroy, but God comes with life in abundance, then that means that that is a rubric, that is a graph, that is something that we can physically, mentally, and emotionally use to judge our thoughts. A thought will come that is a defeated thought. You are a failure. Is this stealing from me? Is this killing me? Is this trying to destroy something in my life? That is the enemy. You are loved no matter what. Is this stealing? Is this killing? Is this destroying? Or is this abundant life? That is from God. I wrote in my free ebook um, that you can get called Renewing Your Response of how we have all of these responses and all of these different things that are floating around our head, but it is our job to be aware of them, to observe them, to posture our hearts in a way that is in a, a place in a space of faithfulness, of love, and of joy. And rather than continuing to live in an autopilot response to the stimulus or to the world or to the environment around us, we actually get to decide our response. We actually get to come out of our subconscious, come to the high tower, come into consciousness and decide our response. And all of these things are done between our two years. Living in a victimhood mentality served me in one way. It glorified myself. It glorified my pain. It glorified my struggle. It glorified the sin that was done to me and the sin that I participated in. It glorified a false god. It glorified the wrong thing. It kept me down. It kept me hidden. It kept me struggling. It kept me in apathy. Allowing my life to continue 
to be stolen from, to be destroyed, and to even be killed. Allowed God not to be glorified in my life. If you read the New Testament, if you read the the Pauline letters as much as I do, you would realize that your entire testimony, your story of coming from victim into overcomer, your story of redemption, your story of coming from defeat and depression and despair into joy and life and abundance, that is the story of Jesus. Faith is not a religion. Faith is not a ritual where we go to a church every Sunday and we get blessed and, and, and counted clean by a priest, by a man. No. Faith is knowing that everything you've lived through, everything that you've struggled with, everything was already taken care of. The bill was already paid. Everything hung on the cross. And everything that you've endured in your life, Jesus went to the grave for, he died for, he bled for, he was beaten so brutally that he was unrecognizable. And that would have been enough for God as a sacrifice on you for your behalf and for my behalf. That would have been enough. But because our God is so glorious, because of his holiness, because of his power, because he is an overcomer himself, death, sin, the grave could not keep him down. And because you and I are in Christ, death, sin, and the grave, being a victim, pain, mistakes, failures, depression, anxiety, they still cannot keep us down unless we allow them to, unless we don't fight unless we don't take off the old man, take off these old ways of thinking, take off the sin and the weight that so easily entangles us, unless we don't make a conscious effort to take these things off and to take them captive and to say, you know what? This is stealing from me. This is killing me. This is trying to destroy my life, but this is not what God has for me. This is not what Jesus died for me for. He died for me to have abundant life. And so I'm going to take a step over here into my new man. I'm going to work on renewing my response. I'm going to work on being and allowing the Holy Spirit to renew me in the spirit of my mind. And I'm going to put on this new man, this new man that is life, this new man that is in abundance, this new man that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Because those are mine, because I am in Christ. Those are yours, because you are in Christ. Not because you earned it, not because you prayed enough, not because you were good enough, just because you believed. You believed that you were a sinner who needed a savior and you believe that savior is Christ Jesus. So today, I want you to take a step out of victimhood. 
I want you to move forward into being an overcomer. I want you to say to that depression, no more. I want you to say to that anxiety, yes, I feel you. Yes, you're here, but you do not define me. You do not define my actions. You do not define my destiny. And you certainly do not define who I am. Only God, my creator, gets to define me. He says, I'm good. He says, I'm chosen. He says, I'm beloved. He says that I'm his. So today, step out of being a victim. Step into being an overcomer. Put on that new self. Continue to renew your mind with a word, with scripture, with prayer. If you need help, I am a coach. I can help you. For something right now, you can go to takebackyourterritory.com, sign up for the free ebook, Renewing Your Response. And begin to take action. You can also go to that website and sign up for your first free one-on-one with me. I want to help. I want to serve. I want to be a kingdom advancer. And I cannot do it from my bedroom recording a podcast. I can only do it by praying for you and helping you and interceding for you and allowing the Lord to work in you. So wherever you're at today, ask the Lord, pray, Lord, show me, me, Lord, show me you. Burn off the things that aren't from you. Burn off the things that are not of your kingdom. Give me your desires according to your will, according to your ways. Clean me out, God. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me. Shape me. Take out the tools. I want to leave you with one last thought. The Bible says a few times that God is the potter and that we are the clay. And as a woman with a kick wheel in her basement trying to learn pottery... What I have to say to you is that as the potter, I do not sit down to just a lump of clay. What I sit down to is a bowl, a cup, a pitcher that is yet to be formed. I do not just see a lump of clay before me. I see something that I can create with my hands expertly. I can take out my tools to mold it and shape it and make it the way that I imagined it to be. I do it with water. I do it with pressure. I do it with expertise. I do it with time. I take out all the impurities like the pieces of sand before it goes into the fire so that it won't crack. I let the fire do what it has to do 
to make sure that that vessel is strong and can be used every single day. Every single cup or plate or bowl goes into the same bucket of, of stain, of, of glaze. And every single one of them comes out different. And even after the glaze is applied, they go back into the fire. And what emerges from that heat is a thing of beauty. It's a thing of creation. There's even some surprises in there of, I didn't even know that color existed. So I'm telling you today, from clay to clay, our potter does not see us as a lump of nothing. He sees us as a uniquely, beautifully crafted work of art that his masterful hands created, that his imagination imagined, that his breath breathed into, that his expertise crafted. You are not a victim. Things have happened, yes. But because of your faith, you are an overcomer. Root yourself in that, ground yourself in that, base in that word. And until next time, keep moving forward. <laughs>